it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the host and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. And welcome to Wrestling With Problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform. So give me a like, follow, or friend request, and I will probably give you one in return. And I'm here to talk what else but wrestling and problems. Uh, interesting uh, week of wrestling. We did have the all-out pay-per-view after the previous week. A few weeks ago when we had like 100 million things of wrestling to watch, we had a relatively quiet uh, weekend. Uh, actually, two weeks ago, that was a busy weekend, and we had payback last week, and then this past weekend, we had all out, just to clarify. Uh, but overall, we got, like, all out to discuss. We got a few other stories. WWE is uh, restricting third-party connections for some of its uh, employees and some from the talent, so we're going to get into that a little bit. We have a few other things we want to talk about, uh, hopefully, this week before we get into the uh, – in the show, so uh, we got a big free agency, we got a big release by WWE, and uh, we got another uh, wrestling personality called out for some bad behavior. At least, I'd say this kind didn't involve touching people, but it involves seeing some bad stuff, so we'll get into that in just a bit. But I guess we'll start out with uh, the results and the fallout from AEW's All Out pay-per-view, so we'll get into that first. Uh as a general rule, I probably look forward to uh, AEW's pay-per-views probably more so than any other companies. Uh, I definitely look forward to AEW Dynamite more so than I look forward to pretty much any other weekly programming in wrestling. It's literally the only weekly show that I watch every week with my when I try to literally focus on the show. It's not put on in the background. It's not, you know, I'm not surfing the internet or, or, you know, reading news stories or for the most part, tweeting and stuff during the show. For the most part, I might send out a tweet or something, you know, during it, but as far as, you know, actually reading other people's Twitters and that sort of stuff, I don't tend to do that during uh dynamite. Uh, this particular all out show, I'm kind of wondering what's going on. I didn't particularly enjoy it yet I can't find anything that I didn't specifically like about it. So that's the tough part for me. Uh, I'm just going to go briefly over some of the results. Uh, Joey Janela defeated Serpentico in the buy-in. 
Actually, I didn't care for that match at all. <laughs> uh, so I can actually say that match, I didn't really care for all that much. It was not much story going in there, and I'm not necessarily a huge fan of either of those guys. Not that I necessarily dislike them, but, you know, if if you have a match with no story and nothing going into it, at least if you really like the guys, then maybe you can find something in it. I don't like either one of those guys enough to just sort of, quote, buy into the match when there's no story at all. Uh, Private Party defeated Dark Over Dark Order. This was a solid match, but I wasn't particularly into it. Although I do really like Private Party, I don't think this was probably some of their best work. Uh, Big Swole versus Britt Baker. I've seen some criticism of this match. I didn't hate it apparently as much as some other people did. I thought it was just solid. I didn't think it was great, but I did think it was solid. I kind of enjoyed it. There's a few spots in particular that I, I enjoyed doing it. I like the spots with the degrees and. That sort of stuff. <laughs> it was kind of funny that she was stabbed in the leg by Novocaine or whatever. But overall, I, I, I put this in the solid category. I know some other people were wondering how come this was not on the buy-in instead of their view. This is literally one of the stories AEW has invested the most time in over the last three months or so. So this story deserved to be on the main card. <laughs> so whether you liked it or not, the amount of time they invested in it would have been silly to put this on the buy-in. But like I said, I did like it apparently more than some other people on the internet have apparently liked it. And Britt Baker did do a good job of winning me over as far as, because I didn't really care for her hero turn initially. I liked her as a face. When her as a heel, I didn't really care for her. She's one of those rare characters that gradually won me over by continuing to develop her character. So uh, shout out to her. And uh, shout out to Big Swole for uh, doing a good job in this shoot as well. Uh, Reba slash Rebels done a good job being a sort of lackey in this as well. So I, overall, I, I did enjoy this. And apparently, I enjoyed it more than some other people did. Uh, Young Bucks versus Jev- defeated the Jurassic Express. Uh, this was a solid match, but this is, I don't think this was the best work of the Young Bucks or the Jurassic Express overall. Uh, it wasn't terrible by any stretch. I just have high expectations for everybody involved. Uh, Jurassic Express did a, I say, I say, they said it a good job, not a great job. Young Bucks did a not good job by their standards, not by anybody else's standards, but by their standards and by what I expect from them. Although I do like what they did as far as the storytelling of this job. And if they continue to develop the story as far as the Young Bucks gradually becoming a more of a hard edge team and more of a heel turn and that sort of stuff, I might judge this match a little bit differently in the future. But I did like some of the storytelling stuff they did. If this continues to be like sort of a maybe phase two or phase three of a story that's like a six or seven part story that eventually, you know, shows them continue to rise, then maybe I might judge this a little bit differently in the future, however. But overall, a solid match, but not a, not the great match I expected out of these two teams. Uh, Lance Archer won a Casino Battle Royal. Uh, part of the controversy of this match is uh, <laughs> Matt Seidel damn near killed himself take, trying to do a shooting star press and he I've literally never seen anybody do a shooting star press worse than that. And that includes Brock Lesnar, who almost killed himself at WrestleMania, like, I guess, 15 years ago, whenever it was. But uh, Lance Archer did a good job, and he gets a title shot, so congratulations to him. Uh, it it kind of felt like some of the mid-card was a little bit lacking on this particular show, uh, on this particular match. There was some good work in the match, however, but it felt like 
there felt like there was a lot of guys in this match that I knew had no chance of winning it at all. Actually, I do have a suggestion for this Casino Battle Royale match going forward, however. This should be a match where literally everybody, instead of just 21 or 22 people, however many people they put in the match, this should be a match where literally everybody on the on the AEW roster should have a shot at competing in this match and winning this title shot. The one time a year where literally anybody on the roster has a chance to win a uh, a title shot and they should, you know, do the match that way as opposed to, you know, just the 21 or 22 guys. So that's kind of like, see, plus you can throw some wild cards in like a Matt Seidel, somebody who's outside the company. I wouldn't mind that too, but I think that's sort of what they should do with this particular match. So, uh, overall, solid battle royal, you know, nothing special, though. Uh, we had Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara, another controversial match where somebody very well could have been seriously injured. Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara did a spot where they were supposed to go through a table. Matt Hardy sort of overshot the table and hit his head on the floor. The match was stopped temporarily and then restarted. So, uh, and they even had to say, uh, at one point, they said that uh, Matt already said he could c- continue to go, and then later on, Tony Schiavone had to say, "We well, what well, he did say that Matt Hardy said he was going to go. That's not why the match restarted. Obviously, medical staff and the ring doctor had to look at him and check him out, and he seemed okay. So that's why we let it go, not because Matt Hardy said he's okay. Uh, Matt Hardy's wife, uh, uh, Rebe, uh was not happy about this, and she did comment on that, how she was uh pissed off about it, so that's something else to consider as well. Uh, definitely, anytime you have a... Really, for any match, you should have a backup plan in case one of the stars is not able to continue. But that's doubly true when you have a match where one of the stipulations is if somebody doesn't win, their career's over. Obviously, if you're not planning on their career being over, you need to have some sort of backup plan before the fact, not after the fact that helps, you know, smooth that over or somewhere else. Uh, or, you know, you state that in a way that, you know, you sort of have some walking distance. The the better way to state that match would have been like if Sammy Guevara defeats Matt Hardy, then Matt Hardy will not, will, will either retire from AWE or will leave AWE or however the stipulation want to be. Not that Matt Hardy doesn't win, you know, because that gives you a little bit more leeway, even though it's, it says almost the exact same thing. It doesn't say the exact same thing. It gives you more leeway, so... They should definitely change it, change that and consider that for any future matches where they consider that sort of thing. Akaru Shida defeats Thunder Rosa to retain AEW's Women's Championship. I was not, I, I thought this was a title winner title match, but apparently it was not. Apparently just the AEW Women's Championship was on the on the line. So Thunder Rosa's titles apparently were not on the line. So I was not sure about that leading in. I know it, I know it now after they announced it after the match though. So it's much, it makes much more sense now. Anyway, this is this is a very this is a solid match between these two. I would say good, not great, but definitely good. Uh, I would actually like to see a rematch between them, maybe on a different card. Because if, like I said, something just felt off about this card tonight for me. I don't know if it was just me or every, if everybody else felt differently. Uh, if you have your thoughts, you can tweet them at, at DLC Nation during the show or at King David Lane. So you can if you want to give me your opinions. Uh, you don't even have to do it during the show. If you're listening to this as a podcast, it's supposed to live. Because right now we are live on VOCNation.com broadcasting. If you are not listening to it live, you can still tweet at me with your thoughts regarding this. So at King David Lane. Uh, we also had a match, Natural Nightmares, Scorpio Skymark, Cardona defeated the Dark Order. 
this particular match resulted in uh, Colt Cabana not being able to uh, pull off a finish, even though like Brody sort of handed it to him with a silver platter. This is another match. Uh, this was another match I would consider solid, but not great. They did sort of, you know, do some good job selling Scorpio Sky as uh, one of the best athletes on the roster. Uh, Matt Cardona, they sort of hyped him up a bit too as well. Uh, <coughs> solid, not great. FDR defeated Hangman Page and Kenny Omega to capture the AEW Tag Team Championships. I was expecting so much out of this match that that was not delivered on. Again, the match wasn't terrible, but with these two teams, it just felt like neither team lived up to really what they could be, even though the announcers were selling this as a great match. I was not feeling it. <coughs> I don't know. Maybe was I, was I just tired during this, watching this, and just couldn't get the full enjoyment out of it that other people were getting? I'm not sure what was the case, but I just was not feeling it. So uh, I guess I'll I'll get other people's reactions. So like I said, because I try to avoid. I don't. I tend not to watch a lot of the pay per views live because I tend to be doing other stuff, and I like to be able to skip past certain parts. Uh, even if I watch Dynamite, I don't watch it live per se. I watch it. Either later that night or the next day, just so I can skip through commercials and stuff. That way, I can still. It's a lot easier to be focused on ninety minutes of programming, you know, where I can skip the commercials. Or, although in their case, I do kind of watch doing the commercials when they do those picture and picture ones. So it's still easy to focus if it's, you know, an hour forty or an hour forty-five as opposed to a full two hours. So anyway, Orange Cassidy defeated Chris Jericho in a Mosa Mayhem match. I kind of had. Was to expect a little bit more out of this match. I did like the stars. I was kind of surprised that Orange Cassidy won. I kind of thought maybe that Jericho would get the win because, of course, I forgot to make the predictions for this card last week. But I was kind of uh, after the fact. I realized as I was about to watch the match, I figured, okay, thinking Jericho will get the win, but Orange Cassidy would end up pushing Jericho into the mimosa. So I was actually a little bit pleasantly surprised. They've definitely done a good job of building Earth Cassidy up during the last, you know, three months or so. So I kind of wonder what they're going to do with him going forward. If they're going to continue this Jericho feud just a little bit longer, or if they're going to have him feud with the rest of the inner circle, or they're just going to go a completely different direction with him going forward. So I am looking forward to see because Earth Cassidy is probably my favorite solo wrestler in the business right now. I'd probably put Orange Cassidy as my favorite solo wrestler right now. Young Bucks is my favorite tag team. So, uh, and last but not least, we had John Moxley defeating MJF to retain the AEW Championship. Uh, this was this was a uh, solid match again. It didn't feel special. I didn't feel like MJF was going to win. I feel like he's the future, but I don't feel like he's the right now. I feel like the AEW is going to be very very strategic as far as changing the AEW World Title between people. All these title runs are going to be significant title runs. I don't think they're going to be, you know, bouncing in. I didn't. I feel like they weren't going to change the title for a third time within like a year just yet. So uh, I do think I do see a lot of title run. I do see a long title run in GS future some down the road. I just didn't feel like it was coming right now. So uh, 
But overall, it was just it felt like a lot was missing for this card. I don't like I said I don't know maybe my energy level is wrong and maybe I feel wrong about this, but despite the fact there were some good spots and some nice stuff in this, it just felt like I was lacking. So uh, I would I would love to hear your opinions on it. You can feel free to tweet at me at at King David Lane or at VOCNation.com or you know tweet both. I appreciate seeing you both. I can see both accounts. So uh, let me know how you feel about it. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. So before we do that, I just want to let you know something. You know, if you uh, want to get into some gaming this year, you want to, you know, you want to lay down a few bucks on a game or something, uh, we have an opportunity for you. Uh, Winning season turns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to 1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love than games you bet. Live betting to championship futures. Every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. So keep that in mind. My bookie. And again, use the code VOCNATION. Anyway, we'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit more wrestling in just a second. You're listening to Wrestling with Problems. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. And welcome back to Wrestling with King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform. So give me a like, follow, and friend request, and I'll probably give you in return. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to get your Wrestling with Problem shirts. You can get it on uh, Pro Wrestling uh, Tees. Uh, there's a link available on the uh, VOC Nation Twitter account. There's a link available on my Twitter account. But definitely go to Pro, definitely go to Pro Wrestling Tees and get your Wrestling with Problem shirts. They are available, and there's, I got mine, so you can get yours, too. Matter of fact, I plan to post a picture of myself in the shirt this very week, so definitely get your shirts. Anyway, I'm joined by Chris Best at Chris Best 99 on Twitter. How's it going, Chris? Yo, it's going, man. Uh, sorry, Mr. First segment. I really want to jump in on an all-out conversation, but uh, I guess I got to do my my all-out review solo. And how it is? <laughs> I watched all out. And it was really okay. It was the okayest pay-per-view I've seen AEW. Nothing groundbreaking. Nothing really blew my mind. There was nothing great. There was nothing horrible. Uh, Matt Seidel botch, which the internet was buzzing about for the weekend. I'll put, it, I'll put it like this. One, 99.9% of the people listening to this show cannot do that. They cannot do that flip. And Max Sardell has done that probably 5,000 times. He effed up this one. Didn't work okay. out. Before you continue, before you continue, let me disagree with you. He has not done it five thousand times. He's done it four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine times. If you're including this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> he has successfully done that four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine times. He upped up this one time. Happy. Uh. You know, and in the era before, you'd have the chance, the crowd chanting you effed up, and now they just did it on Twitter and other social media platforms. And like I say, 99.9% of the people listening cannot do that on a good day, under perfect circumstances. Uh, Battle Royals are hectic, they are very chaotic. Things go wrong sometimes. I have I put I put no fault in him for that not working out. I don't think less of him. You shouldn't either. Things happen. 
for all the guys and girls around the world making fun of him. Send me a video of you doing it, not looking like a fool, and then uh, if you want to criticize before, you can, but for the people who can do that, who can pull that flip off, none of them are criticizing him because everybody who's ever been in the ring knows that this is a live stunt show with no retakes. So it happened. You mean they couldn't edit it out in post production? <laughs> Shockingly, no. You know, I thought the CGI team would just fix it, but uh, no, 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 no. I, I do, I do want to provide one alternate theory. Maybe Vince just booked him to take the bump that way. <laughs> That's what <laughs> But no, but no. Seriously, like I said, I'm, gl- I'm glad he apparently is all right. And the reality is, no, you don't need to be able to do something that other people are doing it because you're not getting paid to do it. Now, if you're getting paid no, to do No, you don't something- have to do it to criticize. But, in my opinion, criticism comes better from people who understand what it takes to do it. A lot of people want to criticize who don't even understand what it takes to make something happen. No, you don't have to be able to do it to say you didn't do it right. But to make fun of him to talk about how he's washed up and uh, how he needs to go ahead and retire because he botched one move, I think that's overkill. And I think that's coming from people who don't understand what it is to be able to make your body do what that flip is. Okay, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that much criticism. I saw, like, you know, just some good-natured, you know, making fun of it. Like, you always get whenever something – I did not see – I did not realize there was a statement that although it's the internet, so I probably should have saw it come even though I didn't directly see it as far as uh, you need to retire, you need to hang it up, blah, blah, blah. I did not see that kind of stuff, although it's the internet, so I expect that. I'm sure there's also some, some racism aimed this way for no, for no apparent reason because that's the internet too as far as the way criticism happens on the internet. So I'm sure he got some racist slurs in this way for blowing a spot as well. So that's the way the internet works. You get all kinds of criticism. There's some that's like semi-warranted or maybe just a little bit warranted. There's some that's completely unwarranted and there's some stuff that's just completely crazy and nuts. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, he definitely, he definitely didn't deserve that kind of criticism. I didn't see that, but I was not, I, I should have known that it was happening, even though I didn't see it. So, uh, I do want to raise that point. Uh, like I, like I said, uh, this is probably not the way you want to make your debut in AEW though. This, this might go, this might go down as I'd say, I wouldn't say it's the worst debut because obviously that obviously will probably always go to the Shockmaster. <laughs> Gobbly Gooker will probably go number two. He's the worst debut winner ever. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't think I don't think that'll ever be topped. Uh, Gobbly Gooker number two, uh, Red Rooster number three. But I think for number four, <laughs> I think he still can make the Mount Rushmore <laughs> as far as worst debut. So. Something to, take, something to keep in mind. Like I say, if, if you can think of some other debuts that like that are worse than the top three, but worse than that one, feel free to tweet at them at, at King David Lane, at Chris Best ninety nine, or at VLCNation.com. And like I said, I'll, like I said, I'll, but off the top of my head, I, I probably got it firmly number four. So uh, anyway, Chris, go ahead. You got, you got any other thoughts on all that you want to get out there? Yeah. Anything in particular? Uh, 
Yeah, that was clearly bad. But yeah, but uh, moving right along. As a whole, the interview was very okay. It was very okay. It was the most okay thing I've seen in a while. It was fine. Yep, I'm 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 gonna have to like it's like I said, I didn't grade it, but I sort of gave my opinions on it. I'm gonna have to give this a B minus. <laughs> and for AEW, that's like them getting a D minus. <laughs> right, I was thinking more of a C C plus, which for them is a F. But yeah, their show was okay. They didn't push any boundaries. They didn't. Break any new ground. It was just fine. It, it, they it, set it, such it, a high standard that fine is not fine anymore for them. Yeah, the, the reason I was able to give them a B minus as opposed to a C, even though again everything we said was we saw was mostly just okay. They did have a few moments here and there that gave me some excitement and joy. So it's not like I didn't have any moments. I like the super kick on Marco's stunt. I, like I said, even though it's kind of messed up, I do kind of like the the Matt Sidow thing. I'm because he's okay, so he's does he's not gonna die. He's not in a coma or anything. So I can kind of have a laugh at that. Uh, I like the Luchasaurus flying uh, body splash into the crowd. So that was good. I liked some of the stuff with the Britt Baker Big Swole thing. Uh, so, the, the, and then there was, and there was, like I said, I, I also liked something that was unique as far as the MJF, as far as selling the match, where uh, he's like, "We're going to have a wrestling match," and then it, John Moxley wants to brawl. We're going to wrestle, and he was actually yelling at the fans, "Sorry, we're getting wrestling tonight." So he was doing a good job with his crowd work during the match. Even though theoretically, I would I would like to see you know the crazy stuff when a heel does that, and they're like, "I'm not gonna let you get your game on," and he's like, you know, blatantly throwing it in your face. That's good heel work. That's good quality heel work. So, while though in theory I shouldn't like that, I like it because he's doing what a heel should do, particularly a heel that has you know established that is his character. I'm a wrestler. I'm not going to do a lot of, you know, I'm not going to do a 450 splash. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to have a long career because I'm not going to bust myself up doing stupid stuff. Like the, the only other wrestler that's sort of selling that similar thing, I think is kind of like the Miz. The Miz probably, you know, sells that a little bit similar as far as I've never been hurt because I don't do, I don't do crazy stuff. I haven't been off injury. So uh, that's something to consider. So, uh, Apparently Chris just dropped off, so I'm gonna add him back in now. But yeah, but overall, like I said, uh, I, I like what the I like what he was doing with that gimmick. So that's why there were some good spots in there, just enough to give me a B minus as opposed to a C plus or a C. So uh, anyway, l- let's get into some other wrestling talk, Chris. Are you, you are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Let's get into some of the other wrestling stuff. Like I said, the other big story from this uh, past week is apparently uh, Vince McMahon has given a deadline to WWE stars in third-party deals. Uh, the main, I think, things that will suffer from this as far as, uh, basically, this is a lot of so- social media stuff. Vince doesn't want people using Cameo. It's believed that it's, they don't want them using Twitch. 
it's believed that they don't want them using uh, uh, YouTube as far as, you know, doing promotions and stuff like that. So these third-party deals, it's, it's we haven't officially heard the exact announcement, but some of it is believed to be people getting paid from these, you know, these other social media apps that Vince probably wants to cut the money for WWE and other people getting cutting their own side deals. But it's also believed possibly that it's just endorsements as well. Like I said, although Lana has denied it, there was a rumor going around that she signed this uh, deal with Bang Energy Drink and she had been advertising it, and that was part of the reason why he did this. There's other people saying he's not happy with some of the things that came out with like AJ Styles and you know his Twitch account and stuff like that. As far as you know some of the things that they say on these things that the company can't quite endorse. They don't want, you know, they don't want, you know, various, you know, talent that's talked about their COVID results, like Renee and some other people. So it's not 100% clear exactly what's not allowed and what's being stopped. But those are some of the rumors as far as those third party apps that are social media and video sites, as well as endorsements. So, uh, this also led to uh, Andrew Yang, the former presidential can- candidate who hopes to be Secretary of Labor or be involved with Secretary of Labor if uh, Biden was to win. He stated that he wants uh, to take on WWE's uh, status for their wrestlers as being independent contractors because that's a huge problem. If, if they're calling you know, the talent independent contractors, because they don't want them to be quote employees, but at the same time they're basically not offering help. If they're not going to offer health care, they're not going to offer them the chance to make outside money with other wrestling companies. They're not allowed to have them doing outside deals as far as endorsements and stuff like that. Then how are they inter- independent contractors if they they have all these rules and all these things that they can and can't do? But at the same time. Yeah, you're not an employee. So either you're employees, well, we can tell you what to do, or you're not employees, well, we can't tell you what to do. Kind of would make a lot of sense. So what are your thoughts on that, Chris? All right, this one, this one here is kind of funny. Because uh, someone online read the letter from Mr. McMahon basically telling him to stop. I'm a, I agree with Daniel Yang completely on this one. Either you are an independent contractor and what you do when you walk out these doors is not my business, or you're my employee. Therefore, I must take care of you like an employee. You cannot, Vince cannot have it both ways. And there's been reports online that say some of the wrestlers, like uh, Roman Reigns, makes Roman Reigns makes about $185,000 a year between Twitch, Cameo, and some other website which I can't think of. You can't. Uh, Page is doing. Hundred forty thousand dollars a year, something like that. This is big money to some of these guys. They didn't talk about uh, Xavier Woods or anybody like, anybody else like that who's making big time dollars. Big E alone on Cameo is reported to make sixty five hundred dollars a month. That's not a joke of money. I don't care what tax bracket you're in. You can't tell me you're going to cut my pay six thousand dollars a month. And not compensate me with anything. You know, if I work for you, fine. So be it. It is what it is. But if I'm an independent contractor, leave me alone. What time do you need me to come here and do this job for? You know, you just cannot have. You just can't have it all. That's just not how life works. And Vince is trying to have all of it. 
Now, from the other side of this court, I get it. He wants to protect his brand and his characters that he's created. I get that. That makes sense. But tough. Cannot do it. You know, that, that's just, you just cannot have everything. We don't, that's not how the world works. You know, you can't oh, yeah. take all this money out of your pockets and all that and act like it's, you know, no big deal. Oh, yeah, here's something else to keep in mind. Uh, you, you mentioned one you quote, protect the characters he's built. Okay, if you say that uh, Xavier Woods or you say Big E can't uh, do these things, then that, what's the stop, you know, the guys switching to their real names and stuff? Because Paige has already done that. She switched from Paige on her Twitch account to her real name. So Vince can say, you know, hey, okay, you can't use our uh, – He'd be completely within his rights to say you can't use the name Paige to do this. But if they say, okay, I'm not going to use the name Paige, I'm going to use my own name, how are you to stop them if they're independent contractors? As long as they don't reference WWE or you know reference their character's name, then they should be in the clear as far as that goes. <laughs> they should be, but those guys have also signed over their likenesses, which is their faces, which was a horrible move. But, you know, Vince basically now owns their name and likeness. So unless you're going to do a show under a mask and not say any name that anybody will recognize you under. And honestly, if I was in court, and um, I would argue the fact that, in the hypothetical, I'll argue that the only reason people know who David Lane is is because I created the character the uh, the booty warrior. I created that character who was played by David Lane. The only people anybody knows who David Lane is because of my booty warrior character and I own the likeness of that character who is the likeness of David Lane. Therefore, I own that likeness as well. And if you are a guy and I'm a billionaire, Guess who's going to win in court in the long run? I don't know necessarily that'll that'll hold sway though because uh, Jericho just won that with this with this character. There's a there's a there's definitely a limit on what you can say you created. Obviously, Jericho had a had a you know decent career before he even went to WWE, so it might be it might be a little bit different for him than some other you know talent that like you know somebody like let's let's say Paige or somebody else that didn't have that long established career before they came. But Jericho you know kept the rights to the Chris Jericho name even though he lost he he can't uh, cl- lay claim to some of the other things he created while he was with WWE like Money in the Bank and some other things. So there might be some people willing to challenge that. Uh, I would I would say the best person probably to win that probably wouldn't be able to wouldn't be some you know young rookie talent that would have to pay their own lawyer. I think the way to the way that would be lost is some other you know rich lawyer that just wanted to do it pro bono just because they want the publicity for their other court cases because you know your Johnny Cockers and some of your other big famous attorneys a lot of times for these cases uh, obviously he charged OJ but. There's other cases they do. A lot of the cases they do are pro bono just because, you know, they charge the rich celebrities a lot of money and they do this stuff for free just for the publicity and for other reasons or, you know, altruism or any number of other reasons they might do it. So 
there's a chance they could have another famous lawyer that's like, okay, I want to take I want to take up the WWE or I want to take on Vince McMahon for this because unfortunately for Vince, Vince is Vince has made a few enemies here and there. So <laughs> there's probably been a few lawyers here that have lost cases that will be more than willing to team up and say, okay, I want another crack at that apple. So it's, it's, that's that is something else to consider. But at any rate, let's get into some other news stories before we get out of here. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got uh. Matt Hardy was sent to the hospital after that uh, scary spot in uh, All Out. Uh, he uh, was in that match with Sammy Guevara. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier. You weren't on, so I'll, I'll just do a quick recap. When you do sort of matches with certain finishes, like, for instance, if Matt Hardy didn't win, he was going to either leave AEW or retire or whatever, however it was stated that he was going to leave. When you have a mess, when you have something like that, you need to have it stated ahead of time between all the talents in the match and the referee. What happens if Matt Hardy gets knocked out and can't continue this match? You can't just do that on the fly because at that point it's too late. So even though you might have the stipulation, Matt Hardy, you know, is going to retire or going to leave if he doesn't win the match. You have to make sure you have account for that possibility that he's not able to finish the match, but we don't want his career to be over. So clearly, I think in this particular case, they didn't have, they weren't prepared for that eventuality. They only realized once the match started and once he hit his head, oh crap! He said if he doesn't win this match, he retire. We don't want him to retire. How are we going to do this? We have to restart this match somehow. So. Either you know, 
with wrestling and particularly guys who wrestled from the attitude era on, <laughs> we don't know what other sort of damage he might have had prior to that that this might just ex- has exacerbated, particularly with the guy being, you know, middle aged at this point. So like I said, I wish him the best. I hope he's the best, but this is not something that should have continued with uh the way it was the way that it looked during the match. So uh at any rate, let's move on. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this one, uh, but you know we've had you know some of the discussions as far as the Me Too movement speaking out, and you know also give Divas a chance. There's been these different things about as far as you know treating you know all the talent respect, not just the male talent. A lot of the female talent has been disrespected for years. Uh, did you see the Abaddon story where she called out Al Snow for something he said during the seminar? Yes, I did. Uh, I don't know how to approach this one because I've had several conversations with Al Snow and I don't know how to really feel about this because the things he reportedly said sound like him. It sounds like things he would say. Now, from a biased opinion, they probably weren't meant to sound the way they sounded when you read the text. You read the you know manuscript of it, so uh, I'm kind of lost on this one. It, it's a rough one for me, if that makes any sense. But yes, yeah, the things you said were not cool. They were they. I don't think they border. I don't think they would consider it to be harassment. You know, I would no, find I, them to be. Yeah, I would say. I would say. It was disrespectful, assuming that he said this. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read the quote, and I'll give my take on it. Uh, This is Abaddon's tweet. My personal favorite, if this was a dildo on a pole match, you guys would actually work better. Now, there's an element to that where he's probably just being, oh, I'm crazy, I'm Al Snow, blah, blah, blah. And again, he didn't say, I want to use this on you, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not saying that he was necessarily harassing them in a sexual manner that way, but that's disrespectful and unprofessional if you're supposed to be at a wrestling seminar. Again, this is this isn't just like, you know, a private one on one training where, you know, literally just the it's just you and the person where you can maybe Say okay, you could maybe somewhat try to maybe somewhat slide. And again, I'm not saying it's okay then, but I'm saying you could maybe sort of somewhat slide under the table. It's just you know, just a little wacky comment somebody made off the cup at a seminar, which is more or less in public, semi-public setting. There's other people there. That's very disrespectful. And again, like I said. Like I said, this is this probably doesn't rise to the level of you know some of these other you know sexual assault things we've seen and have been reported, but it's still part of the overall disrespect that a lot of women have suffered in this business and in you know regular life as well. It's, it's not limited to wrestling by any stretch, but this is the sort of thing that you sh- as a professional and you're supposed to be trying to guide careers or whatnot. That's not the sort of thing you should say. Now, again, I don't know when this is, I don't know the exact data when this was said, hopefully going forward, he can learn from this, assuming that he said, it. and like I said, like I said, I don't know for a fact that he said it, but again, most people that hear this and they hear Al Snow, they think he probably said this <laughs> again. That's not, that's not saying that he said it. 
I'm saying most people think that he probably did, though. So I'm 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 still continuing. I'm continuing with it allegedly, but <laughs> just so we're clear on where we stand. From my personal conversations with Mr. Snell, from watching from one-on-one, con- well, not one-on-one, but conversations I had with him, one-on-one or one-on whatever. And from watching a lot of his stuff on YouTube and his internet stuff, it really sounds like him. It that sounds like exact words he would use, exact phrases he would use. What he should have said instead of if this is a build on a pole match, it would work better. He probably should have said, Hey, if this is something if it was something you like on a pole match or you should have wrestled as if the prize motivated you more. That would have made more sense. And it would, like you said, know, it, I don't. It, would, it, would, it wouldn't have come off as nearly as disrespectful if he had said something more along those lines. But again, like I say, right. it wasn't a sexist lot. comment. It was a motivation comment. But, exactly. But uh, on fairness, if um, if I was working. And somebody said, some white guy just said, oh, well, this is a bucket of chicken on a pole, man. I'd have been highly offended. I don't care about my past with him or, well, well I don't care about some asshole on the, on the Internet past with him or who knows him or what else he's done, just like um, with AEW. I purposely watched the pay-per-view through a streaming site where AEW did not get paid because Excalibur was there. And I refuse to, I don't want them to make another penny off me as long as he's working there. And that don't have anything to do with his character or who endorsed him or doesn't. He said what he said, I'm done with them. And yeah, I'm going to watch the show because I need to be able to review it. But I, I will never give them another penny of my money. That's just my personal opinion. That is not AEW. That is not the um, that is not DLC net, net, uh, DLC Nation. That is not wrestling with problems. That is not King David. That is just me, only me. I speak for no one but myself. Duly noted. <laughs> By the way, like referencing like the thing that that Al Snow allegedly said that thing you said, you could be eating a bucket of chicken <laughs> right there during your match. And not having a good match. And if they still said the exact same thing, it still would be racist and disrespectful, regardless of what you were doing that moment, just because <laughs> we, we, we know the historical context of that comment. So he, he could be like somebody that spent every day with you. <laughs> but if he made that exact same reference, that would be considered racist because also you would still know the historical context of that. Anyway, let's move on. Let's see what else we got. Uh, actually, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break uh, real fast because, you know, we're, we're about due for one. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, come, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about a few more things before we get out of here. We got we want to talk about uh, The Rock's uh, medical issue as well as uh, Brock Lesnar and, of course, a big team that's been released from WWE. So we'll definitely get into that in a second. But we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. For the moment, you're listening to Wrestling with Problems, and we'll be back in just a bit. 
Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor Super Contest and squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your pick. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation radio network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. 
And we're back live on Wrestling with Problems. My host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform. So give me a like, follow, and request. I'll get you in return. I'm joined by co-host Chris Best at Chris Best 99 on Twitter. That's where you send your hate mail. And we're here talking about what else but wrestling and problems. Uh, this next thing is kind of a problem. Uh, the Rock has revealed that he is, his family have tested positive coronavirus. Uh, when he says he and his family, he's referring to his current wife and his youngest two daughters. Uh, he's not referring to his uh, oldest daughter who's in the WWE Performance Center at last I checked. Uh, but this, these were two of his young daughters with his, with his current wife. So uh, it appears, luckily for them, they aren't, you know, the ones having the most serious problems with this. Uh, they don't seem to have any of the, you know, the really terrible symptoms, although, you know, it's still relatively early on. So hopefully that's, that will continue. But you, with this, you can't draw conclusions early on. But uh, uh, according to him, they revealed it. They, they, they caught it from a close family friend who they didn't name. Uh, he added that the friend are devastated at what happened. They didn't have an idea of where they got the virus from. So uh, anyway, we, we wish the rocks family the best and we hope him the, uh, we hope that, uh, you know, like I said, they don't have the most serious consequences from this and they're able to heal from this relatively quickly. So uh, your thoughts, Chris. Are you there, Chris? Sorry, Did you uh, put yourself on mute? I was, yeah. I put myself on mute. And of course, I'm talking, I'm like, wait, oh, unmute, cool. The whole mute, unmute thing is pretty complicated for me. Apparently, I'm not nearly as smart as I think I am. But I really don't have, I already have no comments on the Rock situation, unfortunately, uh, other than I want to say thoughts and prayers with that word. No, that phrase is so tired and worn out and mystery. I'm not going to pray for the Rock's family. That's not going to happen. And if I did, that would be weird because that's really kind of not my thing per se. But I wish him and his family the best. I wish every family the best. We're doing this. Uh, I'm happy they're not having the worst case scenario with this. I wish they weren't having any part of this at all, but they are. There's nothing I can do to change that. I wish them the best. That's the best I can say. Yep, that sounds like that sounds about right. So uh, next we'll move on to uh, another sad story, but obviously not nearly as sad as that one. The AOP has been released from um, WWE. Akam and Razar are no longer under contract. I was this say. Is, yeah, this this is one of those weird stories because <laughs> I actually like I actually like this team. Like I said, unfortunately. It seemed like every time it, it seemed like at first WWE was like you know they were pushing them hard in NXT, then they moved up to the main roster, then like yeah we don't kind we kind of don't want to push them, then they finally said okay we're gonna push them, then somebody get hurt, they're like okay we're gonna push them again, then somebody gets hurt, and now everybody's healthy and apparently we're like yeah we're done with you so, <laughs> but I actually like them as a team like I said as far as you know there's 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 not a lot of there's not always Teams where you have two powerhouse guys where the team feels good or is capable of putting on some entertaining matches. I felt like this was a rare powerhouse team that went healthy, and unfortunately that didn't happen nearly enough over the last year or so. But went healthy, they felt like a rare power team that could actually work. And that's why it was sad to me. So uh, okay. apparently you, you, you yeah, do them differently than I do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I
that's a, that's a fair assessment. When healthy, they can work. But they had an injury. One, one of them had an injury in NXT that sidelined for a while. It happens. Then they came up to the main, then they got healthy. They got a push. They came up to the main roster without a plan. That's not their fault. That's WWE creative's fault. Bring them up without a solid plan. Because no one should leave NXT without a solid plan for the next 18 months to a year. That's what I think. Of course, I'm just, you know, nobody. So, that being said, they come up to the main roster. Then there's some visa issues. They have to go off TV for a while as they sort out some visa issues on what country they belong in and don't belong in and where they can travel to and all this other chance. Those are things that should have been well worked out a long time ago. And now the thing the company dropped the ball on. Then another guy injured. Then they get healthy. Then the other get injured. I'm sorry. They're a good team. They are solid in the they're they're better better than solid in the ring. They're good at what they do. But from a business standpoint, in this era that we're having right now, there's no way I keep them on my roster. I cannot count on you to be healthy at any given moment. Now, you know, I can't count on you to be healthy. I can't count on you to keep your personal business space so you can stay in this country. I don't have to, I don't have the time or nor concern to be dealing with that right now. Or ever actually, I would have let them go too. Yeah, will they be back someday? Probably, but I would let them go. Today we learned that Chris Best is a cutthroat businessman. Chris Best is the district man of Norfolk, Indiana wrestling. I just learned that, so I was not aware of this, but. I will move on. Uh, next, we got a uh, story on Brock Lesnar. This will probably be brief, <laughs> but we're, we we figure we I figure we touch on it anyway because this is a relatively big story. Uh, Brock Lesnar is currently a free agent. We don't know where he's going. Apparently, WWE is not particularly scared that he's going to be AEW because he doesn't think the cross would justify it, particularly without fans being in arenas at the moment. Uh, it doesn't really make sense for WWE to give him a big money deal because there's no Saudi Arabia show. There's no, you know, uh, WrestleMania in the, in the immediate vicinity. So they kind of feel like, you know, it doesn't really make sense to send him to a big money deal at the moment. It just kind of makes sense for him to, you know, let this sort of hang out for a while. Uh, UFC is probably still an option for him, although the big UFC check wasn't necessarily there the same way it'd be due to the way that uh, USC gets their money from ESPN now as opposed to actual pay-per-view guys. So they don't have the same motivation. That's why the last time around they didn't sign him. So although with this sort of being a little bit of a different situation, maybe they could come to some sort of short-term agreement to have them maybe have one fight or two fights. You know, maybe that's something they could do just in the short term over the next year or so until the pandemic is going. I don't know if that's something they consider or something, but it is a possibility. 
he's starting to get older for a UFC guy, but still for the heavyweight division, he's still sort of at the edge of his prime for that, where he still has the sort of name value. There's also other, you know, MMA companies that might, you know, want to take a flyer on him like uh, Bellator or some other companies. So there are, he certainly does still have some options, but the main options that would that would make the most sense for him, you know, five years ago as a free agent are necessarily there right now in this current environment. So, Chris, you got any thoughts on this? Did you put yourself on mute again? Yes, I did. The thoughts I have on Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> Besides F that guy, because I don't like him. Something about him that rubs me wrong, but he's a heel, he's false, so I guess. Um, so. Wait, did you say Brock Lesnar rubs you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he rubs anyway me is wrong. <laughs> I like you, and I want you. Now, we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Right. If it's one, if it's one guy in the world, you probably wouldn't want telling you that he's probably in the top ten of guys that you wouldn't want saying that. Because <laughs> you might choose the hard way, and it's still going to be the very hard way, <laughs> very hard way. Well, just just for the record, though, it's still going to be the hard way. I have tried. <laughs> but uh, you know, actually, you know, it might be so the worst part of that. By the way. Not only is it going to happen, you're going to be exhausted by the time it happens, too, because you're going to fight so hard, <laughs> and it's just going to be futile. <laughs> That's the bad part. But at some point, I'll put up the best fight I can, and I'll just run out of steam. And it's going to be, it's going to be what it is. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, I, as, a, as a supporter of the Second Amendment, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the expression, <laughs> don't run, you only die tired. <laughs> that's that's the uh, booty warrior equivalent of that. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, apparently Brian has joined us. So I'm going to go ahead and like see if Brian is like uh, at the liquor store being held up or whatever. But <laughs> hey, Brian, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, Brian is at Brock Bizzle on Twitter. That's at B-R-O-C-K-B-Z-A. Uh, you've probably been listening for a few minutes now, so uh, we're gonna go. Ahead. We're almost at the end of the show. We got basically, I think, one more thing to talk about. But since uh, you haven't been able to join us for most of the show, we're gonna go let, let you get a chance to. Uh, you can discuss all out or any of the other news stories we discussed in the, the segments. Yours now, Brian. So go ahead, speak your mind. Uh, let me see. All that was actually um, enjoyable. I was actually surprised that um, MJF did not get the, um, the world title. Um, I, I like Moxley, but I think it's time for a new a, a newer star to be established. But outside outside of that and everything, the pay per view kind of went exactly as. I thought it was going to go. It, it wasn't no real surprise. Uh, WWE, no surprise there. And if I'm not mistaken, I swear um, I called how um, it was going to happen on payback, exactly like I said it was going to happen. But my my better question is, oh, okay, um, 
will the WWE drop the ball again with uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins? Wait, what do you mean drop the ball? How? Okay. Um, they, they, made, they made Roman a heel. That was the smartest thing they could do. Okay, um, but is um, still still having um, okay the um, okay the Monday Night um, Messiah being in charge of what's supposed to be his um, um, retribution faction? And is that like a smart thing to do at this point, or um, or you just have retribution as just um, a bunch of people creating anarchy, chaos, hit, run, destroy, and just go? Like what? Well, okay, like what are they doing? I, with that? I would do one of two things in retribution. One of two things has to happen, in my personal opinion. Number one. Well, this has to happen either way. They have to get away from this tiny stuff they're doing. Stop flicking lights on and off. Start causing chaos. Some kind of legitimate chaos. Ruin matches. Uh, right before a title change, now then mess it up. Uh, cause some kind of technical difficulty and make it get the guys to make it look like you know there's a real problem going on on, on the tape. You know, make them somebody to worry about. Now after you do that, after you make them legitimate, you call CM Punk and AJ Lee, and you do whatever it is necessary. To get them to take over, to come in, pull the hoods off, and like, yeah, it was us the whole time. That's what you do. I don't care what it takes. You get them in. Um, or you use you use retribution with some other these guys, like some NXT guys and uh, the Ubisofts and stuff like that, and they can do something I said years ago and create the Roman Army which they should have used that name a long time ago because that's just money right there. The Roman army, they have money written all over it. And now that he's a heel, with the, you know, hopefully the Usos will be on his vehicle tenants and you get some uh, NXT guys or some indie guys to come in as uh, members of Retribution who are actually causing real trouble and they're the Roman army, oh, that can make everybody in the industry money. Okay, so I actually like that, but I um I think my only question would be um how many should be in the um uh, retribution faction once they actually streamline it? Well, if Rome if if CM Punk's in charge or if Roman Reigns in charge, you don't count them. You don't count the leader, you don't count the lieutenants, and the soldiers, we never get to know how many of them it is. Every now and then you'll unmask one to show who this one, you know, who this one is, but we'll never get to know. This week is 12 of them. Next week is 28. A week from later, a week after that is 6. Then it's 44. Then 9. It's chaos. It's anarchy. It's everything the world, it's everything that makes the world uncomfortable. By, by the and way, I, I want to. I want to. Let, let me. Yeah, let me point something out real quickly. Did you guys notice this thing about retribution? Retribution is going to be exclusive to Raw now. 
but previously yeah. they were being on both shows. But here's the thing that I noticed. Prior to the Thunderdome, Retribution had like eight people. Then when they started the Thunderdome, but they got rid of all the Performance Center people being, quote, the crowd, next thing you know, they had like 30 people. <laughs> That's not a coincidence. <laughs> they had a lot more, quote, generic soldiers they could use when they went to Thunderdome. That's why the numbers went up so high. <laughs> right, and when they get back to touring, every city has 100 people they can use. Every city. Every, every all the agents can the old agents who go to the town, they know who to call. Hey, I need uh ten guys in the football and I'll do basically nothing. Yeah, and all those and then we'll see we'll see those ten people ten years from now and we're like, Whoa, five of those actually amounted to something. <laughs> It's always funny when you like see like uh, the people who no, are in the wow, background yeah. like years ago. Like, oh, that's the guy that played the lawyer ten years ago. Oh, that's the guy that was security guard <laughs> five years ago. That it, that's Tommaso, always fun Tommaso when you look back. Tommaso Champa being a uh, lawyer. Yeah, that uh, is hilarious. <laughs> Especially with how much different he looked then too. That makes it even better. But anyway. Let's move on to like our final uh, wrestling story of the week. Uh, we got uh, the Battle of the Badasses will headline WWE NXT Super Tuesday tomorrow night, Super Tuesday 2. So the main event is going to be Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley. So it's also, it, it is nice when, like, like you said, uh, when we already had a negative story about how women were being treated poorly again within the industry, although we don't know the exact date of that. This is a story of, you know, some positivity. Uh, Rhea Ripley was one of the hottest talents in all the WWE brands for a while. She's still, you know, I think she's still in a good place, but she's not quite where she was like a couple months ago. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is a long-term veteran, so this is a nice sort of, uh, contrast of somebody who had to grind and grind, and now after almost two decades in the business, she's probably she's on our highest stage at the moment versus somebody who's sort of fast rising star over the last three or four years. So uh, uh, I guess I'll go ahead. Like I said, this is in, this isn't a pay per view, so we're not going to do a full prediction on the entire card because I don't even know what the whole card is. But in this particular match, who you got? Rhea Ripley or Mercedes Martinez? Now I go to Chris first. I would go as much as I believe Marina um, Martinez deserves this win. The what's best for business is she puts over the new talent. Then you know, so I got to go and Rhea Ripley. That's what's that is the smartest business move in my opinion. I like Mercedes Martinez. So I've been a fan of her for a very long time, but you know, the years. It is what it is. Okay. Chris's opinion. Radio is a smart bet. Okay, so we got Chris's opinion. Let's go to Brian. Brian, what's your opinion? Who do you think is going to win? Actually, I think it would be Mercedes Martinez, but in the rematch, um, Rena Ripley will um, take the win. Okay, like I said. Brian has my opinion exactly, and what I was thinking is what Chris said made perfect sense if they were only going to fight once, but since this is a weekly show and there's going to be a takeover, 
I think the big business for this particular feud will be at the takeover. So you go ahead, you let, you know, maybe Robert Stone interferes or, you know, one of Robert's other clients sort of, you know, helps out so Rhea Ripley loses this fall. So Rhea Ripley can get her revenge on the takeover when they have the rematch. So I think that's the way it's going to play out. Uh, That is my opinion. I think that Martinez pulls off victory. Obviously, it won't be a clean victory, but she gets the victory. It's sort of, you know, that's sort of her reward for all the years in the business, although WWE doesn't really give a crap about that. But that's what happens. And then eventually at the uh, takeover, this the next one when they have the rematch, possibly some kind of sort of gimmick match, maybe in a steel cage or something, you know? I think uh, Rhea Ripley pulls off the victory. Actually, this is a steel cage match. I stand corrected. So they still could have a gimmick match, but this actually is a steel cage match, so... I don't think the rematch will be in a steel cage. <laughs> but there's all sort of other creative stuff they can do later on down the road anyway. So. Anyway, that's my take on it. Uh, I think that's enough show for one week. I actually plan to do a 30-minute show this week. So whenever I plan to do a 30-minute show, we end up going 90 minutes <laughs> or two hours. <laughs> so uh, I'm still on recovery from surgery. Overall, my recovery is going pretty, really well, if, if anybody's interested. I actually attempted solid food today, so hopefully that will continue. I've never looked so forward to eating oatmeal because basically my diet's been soft foods, pretty much no fiber the last two weeks. And even the week before that, week and a half before that, by the way, it was probably like all liquid. So uh, liquid and painkiller. So overall, I'm feeling better, but I still am going to try to take it easy until the middle of maybe next month so I can get my full strength back. So anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Before we go, Chris, you got any final thoughts? No, I think I was staying enough for one week. Okay. Ryan, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, final thoughts would be to um, AW and um, they, they talent. They're doing um, pretty good, especially with some of the former WWE talent. They they actually look um, good in the ring, and that shows if you have um, – a creative team that actually don't mind being creative, you can actually do something with some workers. And I believe that um, some of the former WWE wrestlers actually were good wrestlers. They just didn't have um, the creative team behind them that knew what to do with them. So I'm I'm glad these um, performers actually got the opportunity to um, shine and, and show the world like, they're not just some uh, run-of-the-mill bums. They they actually are good, solid wrestlers. Yep, I want to agree with Brian. And the reality is, I think part of the problem with WWE is they care about, we want to build this talent up. We want to create this star as opposed to, let's get this star creative. You get anything in the world accomplished if you don't care who gets the credit. I think with AEW, they just want to put on a good show. Tony Khan and the rest of the creative team doesn't feel the need that we have to put our stamp on this. If you're capable of creating your own good storylines, your own good gimmick, then their creative team will, let's say, okay, well, we need to, while we need the story to gel and sort of go this direction, we'll allow you to get it there as because we can trust you as a talent. And I think that's, that's the biggest issue that WWE is currently lacking in the current environment. They have made a few changes here and there, and it's, I've seen a little bit of a change lately, so hopefully it will continue. But for the time being, I'm, 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 I much prefer the AEW creative process to the WWE creative process. 
Anyway, that has been our show this week. Thanks for listening to Wrestle With Problems. We'll be back next week. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. I came looking for booty. I like you, and I want you. Now, we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Well, I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way.